good morning. Have you noticed that there are some things in life that, uh, that they just matter? They matter. It could be an event. It could be a relationship. It could be an occurrence. Just think with me about some things that matter. Uh, 9-11-2001. We remember that day. In fact, people say we will never forget because it matters. And then there are events that, that we have, you know, it could be uh, as little as, as small as a, uh, a state championship. You come from a town or a school and you guys are really proud and you went and played in the state championship and you never forget that event. I was speaking in Kearney yesterday and the Bearcats are in the playoffs, so they want to be in the championship. And they won't forget that. And maybe it's a relationship, right? You don't forget those special relationships because they, they matter. Could be the, the, the birth of a, of a loved one. You remember that, that day that that person that you care so deeply about, maybe a son or a daughter, that they were born. You never forget that day. It could be the death of a person that is very dear to you. You never forget that death date. It could be a marriage. And you got married, and men, you better not forget that day. There were two years in a row where Sean and I forgot our, our wedding anniversary. And thank the Lord that she forgot too. But she called me and she said, babe, we forgot our anniversary. I said, no, babe, I, I didn't forget. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring it up. Or it could be a divorce, you know, a divorce. We don't forget those days because marriage matters. It could be a new job. We remember new jobs, especially if it's a job that we really, really care about. And that date really matters to us. Or it could be a termination of a job. And uh, for those of us in this area, there was a big termination back in uh, 2000. And they shut down the largest copper-producing underground mine in the world. And so that day and that, that, uh, that, that month and that year, it really mattered to 3,000 people who had to retrain and relearn how to work. I remember um, the birthday of my mom, February 14th. She was born with a lot of love. I know that because she made really good tortillas, <laughs> right? And, and so I remember her birth date, and then I also remember her death date. Uh, I remember, you know, my dad was born on August the 23rd. My mom was born on February the 14th. My, uh, my dad died on February the 15th, a day after my mom's birthday. And then when my mom died after him, about five years after that, she died the day before my dad's birthday. And I remember that, like, every year when we come to February 14th and February 15th, I remember those days because those two people really, they mattered to me. 
And so we come to today. And every one of us that are here celebrating and millions of people across the world, they celebrate the day that Jesus rose from the dead because it really, it matters. And we see in, in, in the Bible, the, the narrative of the story of Christ, we see there that there were two women that came, the, the women came to, to the tomb, Mary Magdalene uh, leading the way. Mary Magdalene had been delivered from mental illness and, and from these demons that were harassing her. And so we're starting out a series next week on mental illness and how it affects all of us. Well, she had been impacted by, by this demonic influence that, that she could not shake these voices in her head. And Jesus set her free. And, and have you noticed that when you've been set free, that you'll go the extra mile for those people that have set you free? Amen. So she led the, led the way and she came to the tomb. She did not know it was going to be empty, but she found two men that were there. And these two men were actually angels. And they said these words to Mary. They said, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. And so Mary Magdalene and, and the women went back to the apostles and they told them about him being, Jesus is not in the tomb, he is risen, we, we saw him. And they began to have this conversation and they found it to be true and we celebrate today because of this very fact that Jesus is alive. He is risen. He is risen indeed. This event changed their life. This event will change our life. And then there was a man that came, and I want us to, to, to visit his writing. There was a man, his name was Saul, and, and, and he was one that actually persecuted the church. He was against the church. He wasn't even a follower of the way, and Jesus met him alive after he had risen from the dead, and he changed this man, Saul, who later on became Paul, the apostle, and he led the way and went more places with the gospel, with the good news of Jesus than any other person. Impacted more lives than anybody else. And the reason that he did is because the resurrection matters. And Jesus matters. And so I want for us to go there and, and, and read Paul's writing as he's going through, talk about the importance of the resurrection, the importance of Jesus in our lives, and what he did for him, and what he can do for you. And friend, beloved, whether you're watching online or you're watching, you're here in our in-person campus, I got to tell you this, that Jesus can change your life for good. He can change your life for his glory. He can do more in you than you could ever do by yourself. And this is what Paul says. He says this in, in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. He says, I passed on to you what was most, and can you say this with me, most important. If something is most important, it, it means it, it's, it's what? It, it matters. Amen. And, and what had been also been passed on to me. Remember, he had time with Jesus. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said, and he was buried, and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Bible says, as the scripture says. So it tells me that, that this is reliable. 
Amen. This is reliable. We can trust that because everything that the Bible said comes to pass. He was seen by Peter. Now, Peter was the one who denied the Lord, and, and, and Jesus comes to Peter. And then he was seen by the 12, the 12 apostles. And after that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time. 500 people were eyewitnesses of Jesus being alive. And when you have one eyewitness, that says a lot. You've got two eyewitnesses, that says a lot. If you've got 500, it says it's happened. You may have two people, one person that'll maybe say, yeah, maybe, you know, say a little fudge, a little lie or something. You got 500. Someone's going to say, hey, that didn't happen. But 500 of his followers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Verse 7, then he was seen by James, that's the brother of Jesus, and later on by all the apostles. Last of all, as though I had been, this is Paul saying, I had been born at the wrong time, I also saw him. For I am the least of all the apostles. In fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way that I persecuted God's church. Paul said, I'm not even worthy to stand here talking to you. I'm not worthy to be writing the, the narrative of this letter. But let me tell you, Jesus changed my life. He's alive and well. And it, there may be someone in this service that maybe you struggled at one time. Maybe you, you persecuted the church. You were against the church because you said, that's a bunch of bologna and macaroni and cheese. And I'm only here because they brought me. But you come to, and you, you're persecuted. Paul, Paul knows that. I, I, I remember growing up as a kid and I, I had religion, but I didn't have faith. I didn't have Jesus. I remember walking down the neighborhood in, in Chinatown, Lordsburg, New Mexico. I'm walking through there and there's a little uh, uh, corner church that's there. And my cousin and I are walking and we're going through and, and, and they're playing music the way that ours playing music. And they were worshiping the Lord. And we passed by there. We, we laughed. We mocked. We said, look, I said, look at, look at what's in there. They're Boston's in concert. ACDC is in there. Little did I know that I was on a highway to hell and that I didn't know Jesus, but later on he met me. I persecuted the church. I didn't know God, but Jesus made himself real in my life and completely changed me for his glory. And that's what Paul is saying right there. He said, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted God's church, but God had mercy on him and God used him mightily because he mattered to God and you matter to Jesus Christ. You may think that you're insignificant, but let me tell you, Jesus knows every hair that's on your head. He knows everything about you. And he loves you with an unfailing love. I'm going to talk to you about six quick reasons why Easter matters. And the first reason is that sin matters. Have you noticed that the sins of people do more damage than we could ever imagine? And I know that this is not for you, but for the one sitting next to you, you just bump them and say, this is for you, you sinner. Listen up. <laughs> Wives, I want you to bump your husband right now. Say, honey, he's talking to you, honey. Mira, as, oyelo. You tell me if sin matters. We don't care about people lying until they're lying to us. Then it really matters. They break your trust and you say, I can't believe that you lied to me. 
We don't care about people cheating on other people. We hear about it. They know they're cheating on them and they cheated on their, on their taxes. They cheated on this. It's irrelevant to us until the one that we love is cheating on us. We don't care about people being murdered. We hear about murders all the time. People are being killed all constantly. There was a, 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 a big, uh, you know, uh, man chase this, just this, this week. And, and everyone on their phones, you got these alerts. And they give you even an image of this person that's all tatted up. And, you know, we get all these stereotypes and he's all tatted up. And everyone's on the, on looking for him because he had a shootout with police in, in the metro, uh, in the valley. And everyone's looking at that. And, you know, we, we, we read it and we see it, but it really doesn't matter that much to us. But when someone kills someone we love, it really matters. We say, how dare you, you murderer. And we don't care about people waiting about having sex until they're married. In fact, it's pretty irrelevant to us until they're sleeping with our daughter or even our granddaughter. And then it really matters. And then we say, don't be fornicating. You use the word, the word, right? And you ain't talking sex now, you're talking fornication. You get all biblical on them. Why? Why? Because it, because it matters. We, we might not care about people gossiping, you know, the chatter that don't matter. We tell people, don't worry about the chatter that don't matter. They're talking about you. They're letting someone else rest. My uncle Nacho always told me that. Mijo, don't worry about it. People talking about you, they're letting someone else rest. Yeah, it's easy to say until when they're talking about you, right? And then that chatter that doesn't matter really matters. And we say that's sin. And sin affects everyone. Everyone. Paul, again, writing to the church in Rome, he said this. He said, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And I've been dealing with sin my whole life. I've been dealing, you know, since I could remember, I've been dealing with this. And it's kind of like, you know, you're walking down the street on an Arizona summer. And someone, some, some I'm not going to say anything, but some bonehead or some person throws their gum out, right? And, and they, they throw it on the sidewalk and, and you pass by and, and you, you step on that piece of chewing gum in the hot summer day and you go back and, and, and you try to get that gum off. You ever tried to do that with a stick? Anyone ever done that? Am I the only one? But say this, pastor, it's better than getting something else on your shoe. Anyone ever got that? Huh? The big it, right? And so, and so you get that chewing gum and you try to get it off and, you, and that's how sin is. You try to get it off. You can't shake it. You can't shake it no matter. You can't get it all off. It's still there. See, my mom tried to get that sin out of me. She had this thing called a chancla. Right? And, and, and Mexican women, they're notorious. They got this slipper. They could pull it off right there. And she, she got better because I was a sinner. She got better at throwing it. She, and then she would go back. She, she started out like this. When I was a toddler, it was like this. And then as I got older, she went back and she got the step. 
But she got so good that she could throw it down the hallway and it could turn like a book. She could turn and hit me in my, in my room and she would throw that chancla and it would go and it it hit me in the back and then she'd boomerang. It'd come back to her. Stop it. I see what you're doing. And I don't know how moms have eyes through that can see. They're like superwoman. They can see through walls. But it didn't work. It didn't get the sin out of me. And then my dad, he, he had something else. It was called this. And I know it's not politically correct. So online, if you're watching this, you know, forgive me. I'm not a politically correct preacher. He had one of these leather, leather belts. I can count the times that he used it. And he would, you know, he would, he would give me some correction. Right? I call it a beating, but it was a correction. <laughs> but guess what? It was like that gum. I could never get it completely off. And the Apostle Paul again helps us. He's writing again to the Romans. He says, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I am doing is wrong, that shows that I agree that the law is good, the law being the, the, the Holy Scripture. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature because I want to do what is right, but I can't. And so sin matters, but Easter matters because of the next reason. The cross matters. See, there is power in the cross because there is power in the blood that was shed at Calvary. Paul said this, I passed on to you what was most important. Christ died. Why did he die? Because of my sins. You see, first service, I'm talking to you right now, and I'm talking to the online campus, and, and, and you guys might be saying, well, it's for me too, but I own it. I understand that I'm a sinner. I understand that I need a Savior. I need a Redeemer. And Jesus Christ died for my sins. When I was doing my own things, my, my story is where Jesus found me. He didn't find me in church. He found me at a party. He found me with a keg of beer, with all kinds of people around me, walking away from my friends and, and, and their wives, walking to the, to the playground from the pergola, walking over here and spending time with my children who were at that time four and five years old. And I'm spending time with them and I'm looking at my friends and their wives and their girlfriends and I see what they're doing with their wives and girlfriends doing the things that I used to do. And now I'm over here with them and I look over there and I look over here at my kids and I look over there I look over there at my kids and I say there's got to be more to life than this and I did something that I had never done before I looked up to the heaven I looked up to the heaven and I said God if you're real show me and he did you see God demonstrates his own love for us in this while we were still sinners, Christ died for me. And he died for you. And the cross really matters to me because from that day, he changed my life and my heart and my actions and everything about me. One of my heroes, Billy Graham, put it like this. The cross shows 
us the seriousness of our sin, but it also shows the immeasurable love of God. The reason that Jesus went to the cross is because he loves you so very much. He's the only one that can take the gum off of your shoe. He's the only one that can take the other substances off of your shoe that make you stink real bad. And that's what sin does to us. It makes us stink really bad. And, 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 I, and I talk about the cross. It, it really matters to me because it's the cross that changed my life. I, I, I continue to say it's only in the cross of Jesus. If there's anything good in me, let me tell you, it's not me. It's Jesus. The Bible says this, may I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified and the world's interest in me has also died. You see, I used to live for the world. I used to live, you know, for the things of this world. But when Jesus came into my life, when I understood the great love of God and how he changed my heart, how he cared about me when I was still a sinner, how he brought me into the fold, how he, he washed me, made me clean, and he left me a little bit brown for flavor. He did all these things. I died to the things of the world. And I continue to die to the things of the world. And the things of the world, they don't impact me like they used to. And they don't have to impact you. Because there's power in the cross. And the third reason that Easter matters is because the grave matters. The grave matters. I passed on to you what was most important. He was buried how many of you have buried someone that you love? You, you tell me if the grave matters when you go to a funeral. I do many of them. I'm doing one this just Saturday coming up. I do them all the time. COVID, there was a lot of things that happened. All these different, different things, all these different scenarios. People are dying all the time. And can I tell you, you see people broken because the grave matters. Lowering someone into the ground, shedding those tears for our loved ones. Jesus understands this. That's why he came. He, he did all these miracles. But, but what you find a place where, where Jesus is, is coming into contact with, with people that he loved. And he goes there for a specific reason. Because his friend had died. His friend Lazarus had died. And Jesus gets there. And Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, they greet him. They say, Lord, if you, were, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus gets there. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. And the Bible says that Jesus wept. He cried because of the loss. But he raised him. And he can do the same for us. And he will do the same for us. When, when people that matter die, it rocks us to the core. I, I don't remember the birthday and the death day of any person in here, but I do remember the birthday and the death day of my parents. You know why? Because they matter to me. And their death mattered to me. Paul writing to the Corinthians after this passage that we just read, he says, Oh, death where is your victory? 
Oh, death, where is your sting? He's talking about the reality that death really does hurt when you don't have Jesus in your life. And there's a difference between the people that walk with Jesus and you at a funeral and, and you have, it's a celebration service because we know they're going with the Lord, they're going to the Lord, than those that didn't have Jesus because at those times there's nothing but despair and hopelessness. And I've seen both. And so my prayer for you, beloved, is that you will know Jesus and you'll have the hope of the fourth reason that Easter matters. The resurrection matters. The error that people make is we downplay the most important event in human history. Why do we throw a party? What did those songs do to us when we sang, he's alive? In my heart, it gets stirred because of the reality that we serve a risen Savior. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is greater than any Super Bowl that you've ever seen. And I love Super Bowls. It's greater than the Masters. How many of you watch the Masters? Scheffler did an incredible job. It's greater than any NBA finals. It's greater than Wimbledon. I don't watch tennis, so I don't know how great that is. It's even greater than the Olympics. And as much as I love Easter eggs and Easter egg hunts, and there's going to be a lot of that going on, and as much as I love the Easter bunny and jumping castles, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is greater than any other thing that you'll ever celebrate in this life. In fact, the resurrection of Jesus Christ secures our hope in the cross of Jesus. Because let me tell you something, this is important for you. If Jesus would have died on the cross and said, I'm dying for your sins, and if he, if he would not have been raised from the dead, there'd be nothing in it. Because anyone can die for your sins. Anyone can say, I'm going to die for your sins and atone. But let me tell you, because he is a savior, because he's God in the flesh, the grave had no power over him. And he's alive. Here's the fifth thing that, that matters. Easter matters because Christ matters. He is the most important person in the history of the world. Because the world would have no history without Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word being Jesus. Everything that came into being came through him. Without Jesus Christ, nothing would be here. He spoke everything into existence. The great conqueror, Napoleon, history speaks to us. Napoleon said this, Alexander the Great, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires, but on what did we rest the creations of our genius upon force? Jesus Christ founded his empire upon love, and at this hour, millions of men would die for him. Napoleon went on to say so many things about Jesus, and every person that takes a very honest look at Jesus Christ, they understand that there's no one like him. He never sinned, and yet he took our sins. He went to the grave, and yet the grave could not contain him. 
He is your Savior. Jesus Christ is the most important person that you have in your life. Or Jesus Christ is the most important person that you don't have in your life. Either way, Jesus Christ is the most important person. Paul said this, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of the great harvest of all who have died. Paul is saying, I've seen him. I know he's alive. And our security of every person that's buried, and this is important for us to understand, that every grave, every cemetery will give up the dead when Jesus splits the eastern sky. And that trumpet sound comes with the archangels saying, turut, turut. And Jesus splits that eastern sky. Everyone in the grave will come up and we will all either going to go into everlasting life with God or we're going to go everlasting life separated from God. And beloved, thank the Lord Jesus Christ that he had mercy on me and that my trust is in him. And my prayer is that your same trust will be in you. Job, in all the hardships that he faced, Job said this, I know that my Redeemer lives. And that in the end he will stand on the earth and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Why does Easter matter? Because I know that my Redeemer lives. He's the one that's stirring your heart right now. Because he's alive and well. He's the one that, that, that is opening your mind and, and all these thoughts that you have right now and you're thinking about all, you're contemplating all the things that you've dealt with in your life and you know that you need an answer. You know that there's gotta be something more. You know that, 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 that this Jesus is different than anybody else and your heart is yearning, your, your soul is wanting your redeemer. Here's the sixth reason that Easter matters and it's, Maybe the most important, you matter. Easter matters because you matter to God. You see, you're not God's plan, plan B. You're not God's plan C. You're God's plan A. He always, always, always had a plan to restore your life. He always had a plan to give you better news. The apostle John put it like this, God so loved the world. This is how God loved the world, that he gave the one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And then he said, God sent his son into the world not to condemn or judge the world, but to save the world through him. Let me say this. Jesus did not come to condemn you. 
When he came into my life, he did not come to condemn me. He came to save me. My sin condemned me. My sin entrapped me. It entangled me. My sin became a habitual, and it became something that I worshipped. I would get up in the morning thinking about something that I have to do, and it, and it entrapped me. And before you know it, day after day after day after day, it, it, it began to, to, to put me in chains. My sin, my sin enslaved me, but Jesus came to set me free. And Jesus is here to set you free as well. Jesus is the only one that can make the noises and the voices go away in your head. Jesus is the only one that can take the addiction that you may have. I'm talking to the online campus or someone here. He's the only one that can break the addictions. Jesus is the one that sets you free. His words Jesus' words, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin. But if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. When the Son sets you free, you are truly free. And today is the day that Jesus wants to set some people free. Today is the day that Jesus is calling you. He's inviting you. You see, Easter matters because the resurrection matters. Jesus matters. My sin matters. It, it, Easter matters because that day, Jesus came at the appointed time. There was not a day late or a day early. It was the right time. Today, it's not a day late in your life. It's not a day that's, that's early. It's, it's a perfect time. Jesus brought you here. Jesus has you watching online. He's speaking to you. This is Jesus using this vessel to speak into your life. But it's not me. I, I will never save you. Living Word Chapel doesn't save you. But Jesus is here to save your soul. And if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Free from everything that the world tries to put on you. All the fears, all the chaos, all the craziness. All the things that are going on around us. Ukraine and all of these things that we, we think to ourselves, what in the world is going on? God is not in heaven scratching his head wondering, what am I going to do? He's got it all worked out. And today, put everything aside. Today's about you. He's calling you. He's inviting you. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Because there's someone in here that, that, that God brought you. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And it's a prayer for you to say yes to Jesus. And it's a prayer because, you know what, COVID, this pandemic, it really did a lot of damage to people and, and, and even to believers. It's a prayer that God is calling you back. He's calling you back. Maybe, maybe you've got to a place that you feel like if you've, you, you're not as close as you were with Jesus, 
you know, at one time, and, and God is calling you back to this place of restoration, to this place of fellowship, to this place where he's going to build you up. Today's the day. Pray this with me, if you will. God, I've heard the good news today. I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. Today, Lord, I admit, I admit that I failed. I've, I've fallen short of your glory. Lord, I'm a sinner. But today I, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. Today I, I, I believe that Jesus is my Savior. I believe he went to the cross and he died for all of my sins. And that he rose from the dead, just like the Bible said he would. Today I, I confess Jesus as my Lord. Just say that. I confess Jesus as my Lord. And I choose to follow him from this day forward in the fellowship of his people. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, I'm going to do something that's radical because Jesus is a radical savior. Amen. It, only radical saviors go to the cross for people's sins. And everyone saw him. He walked down that road and everyone saw what Jesus was doing. He was carrying this cross. He, he went, he got to the place where, where that cross was so heavy that, that a guy by the name of Simon, an Ethiopian, African-American, kind of looking, you know, brother, that, that carried that cross and, for him. And, 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 and that Simon was, wasn't a believer, but it changed his life completely. It changed him completely. He became a, a, a strong follower of Jesus because he, he was there next to the Savior of mankind. But Jesus wasn't embarrassed of you because he cares for you. He cares for the world. And so here's what I want to do. He's calling some of you. He's calling all of you, but he's calling some of you specifically today for you to take a step in his direction. He's, he's calling you to take a step. And I'll, I guarantee you this, he's calling you here to the front so you can say, I'm all in with Jesus. I'm all in with Jesus. I, I don't care who's next to me. I don't care who's around me. I don't care what people say. I'm all in with Jesus. And can I tell you, when you're all in with Jesus, he's all in with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And just the way that I came down here and I'm going to meet with you guys, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stand with you right here and we're going to celebrate your big step today. Jesus is here too. The Holy Spirit's here too. The Father is here too. He's with us. And he wants to love on you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have everybody stand. Everyone stand. And, I, and, and anyone that wants to take that big step, I want you to come with me up here forward. And I'm just going to celebrate with you. We, taking that step is just a step saying, I'm all in with God. I'm all in with Jesus. 2022, praise the Lord. They've, I haven't even got finished and we've got people coming up. Praise the Lord for that. I love it. Good job. Anyone that wants to come up, amen, dear lady. Praise the Lord. Anyone. God doesn't force you. He never forces you. He invites us. Think about it. Come follow me. That's what Jesus said. Come follow me. Not I'm going to put a stick behind you. I'm not, I'm not going to stab you. To do, I'm going to kill you if you don't serve me. That's not Jesus. 
He says, come follow me. Come with me. He invites you right now. He's inviting you. Come follow me. I've got a better plan for you than your plan. I've got greater peace than your peace. I've got greater joy than you've ever had. He's calling you right now. Come, come and try of me. I have living water that you could never even, even imagine. You think Budweiser's good? Jesus is a lot better. How do I know that? I'm not going to tell you. But Jesus is inviting you right now. He's inviting you. Can we play a, a, a closing song right now and then we're just going to celebrate this and and everyone that wants to come up, this is, this is just beautiful. I love it. It's a big step for you guys. It's a beautiful big step. But we, we want anyone else that wants to come up, we invite you right now as the praise team.